whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. I heard something last night that really offended me. It probably offended me more than it needed to. Uh, someone was trying to be funny, and I thought it was rude. We were, uh, so we were in a prayer meeting at church, and we were praying for um, people that are moving on to other places. God's calling them elsewhere, other cities, other ministries, and just that God fill the gap in our ministry, because these are people that really had meant a lot to us, and so we're talking about one particular couple um, who's going to be uh, moving south for a while. And somebody from my group, I'll just say his name. I'm saying it. Um, James, he stood up and he went, oh, they're leaving? She's my beer bong provider. And I went, what? You know, we're, we're trying to pray and he talks about beer bongs? Who? How rude is like? And like this is somebody who's like a spiritual mother to me. And I'm like, why would you disrespect her? In a prayer meeting and call her your beer bomb provider. Like somehow she feeds a addiction of yours, right? And like, so I saw, it seemed like there was a little awkwardness. And so personally in the prayer meeting, he's like, okay, let's move on. And then my husband chimes in and goes, oh yeah, she's giving me some too. And I'm like, what on earth? Ben, why are you encouraging him? I know he likes James, but I'm like, this is not a time to encourage him. This is not, I know James likes to be funny. This is not funny. This is rude. This We're trying to pray. We're seeking God. And you're talking about people getting you drunk. What What is wrong with you? And, and I fortunately, I didn't say anything because I wasn't in charge of the prayer meeting. I'm praying, but I have to say in my spirit, it, it tilted me off a bit because you know I, I was I was offended it was offensive that somebody would disrespect somebody that I care about that I look to a spiritual leader a valued member of our community by talking about drugs and alcohol that's ridiculous right so I get home and we talk to my daughter we're kind of about to wind down and I said Ben what on earth was that thing that that James said when we were praying and about, about Lois, and he said, uh, oh, yeah, he was saying, she's, she's his beard balm provider, like B-E-A-R-D-B-A-L-M, because <laughs> James has a goatee, and sometimes she would give him the the, the beard oil, just just because, just because she's nice, she gives things away. <laughs> totally, totally different thing from, this is somebody who feeds bad habits to this is somebody who's just kind and thoughtful, and she saw I had a beard, so she gave me beard balm. And so when Ben said she gave it to me, too, my husband has a goatee. So it was just saying, oh, yeah, she's really nice. Now I'm going to have to buy my own beard balm. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that was cute. <laughs> that was sweet. But I spent a couple hours kind of in the back. It didn't really ruin my day, but I spent a couple hours in the back of my mind really being offended because I misheard, because I misunderstood. <laughs> Because the guy was talking about somebody who was helping him with his grooming and being kind and thoughtful, and I thought he was calling her a lush. 
You know, so it, it's making me think this morning. How often do we get offended or afraid or react based on things that we don't really understand? Because we see something or hear something and we misinterpret it and we take it in the wrong way. Uh, I'm sure it's one of Satan's best things, Satan's best acts. And sometimes we should know better. I don't know. Maybe there was something wrong with my ears. Maybe I should have asked James afterwards. I I was afraid that I'd be so offended that I just put him down. And obviously I, I wouldn't have even used James's name if I... If he really was offensive, obviously the, the issue was mine in this case. Uh, but today I was looking at my scripture about, well, a different reaction for different reasons. Still a misunderstanding. Luke 24. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, the women went to the tomb. This, of course, is Jesus' tomb. Expecting to find a dead body, you know. They were bringing fragrances and spices they prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Now we hear that and we start to applaud because we know exactly what it was. But they went in, when they went in, they didn't find the body of Jesus. They didn't know what to make of it. They were bewildered. Then suddenly two men were standing beside them in gleaming bright clothes. So again, we go, woohoo, the angels have come to tell them about Christ beating death. But... Verse 5, the women were frightened and bowed their faces towards the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He isn't here, but he's been raised. So thank goodness. <laughs> Jesus had just beat death. Jesus had just beat sin. Jesus had just given those who love him and who serve him a ticket into eternal salvation and eternal paradise with him. And they got to say goodbye for him, to him for a little, but then be with him forever. And all they saw was Jesus was lost. They misinterpreted. And then even when they saw the angels, they misinterpreted. Then uh, a little bit later, verse 13, On the same day, two disciples were traveling to the village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined in on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. So Jesus, the risen Lord and Savior, came and started talking to them. And their interpretation is, verse 19, because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as, as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. We'd hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. But there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find the body. They came to us saying that they'd even seen a vision of an angel who told them he was alive. Some of those of us who, are, who are, were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. <laughs> just thundered outside. <laughs> Boom! They didn't see Jesus. So even though they had heard and they knew, and they knew the backstory, Jesus said at least three times just in the Gospels, I mean, just, just in that book, at least three times in his journey, specifically, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to be handed over to death. He also said, I'm going to raise again. They didn't get it. And then a little bit later, his very best friends, the apostles, 
While they were saying these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Verse 36 on. They were terrified and afraid they thought they were seeing a ghost. So they were terrified. Can you imagine that the greatest thing in all history, the greatest... I mean, Jesus being with them always, and they thought the exact opposite because they didn't understand. God appeared to them and God helped them. And I think God does the same with us. Now, my husband's not God, but in this case, he helped me understand my own misunderstanding. He helped me understand that what I thought was a reason for offense was really a sweet thing. I think God does the same thing for us when we go to him and when we seek him. He helps us understand. I wonder if there's anything right now that you're offended by. Anything that you're afraid of. Anything that seems like it's the undoing of you. I wonder what would happen if we took it to God. Maybe that issue that you think is meant to destroy you, that's building a greater faith. And God knows it and God's using it. Maybe that person... That work that you're just trying to avoid is God's ministry for you. Maybe that job that you lost that feels like the end of the world is your opportunity to start afresh and do something that you really love and are called to do. God doesn't see the way we see. God has a better perspective and I believe he wants to give us more. Sometimes we just have to ask for his eyes. Lord Jesus, that's just what we're asking for today. Give us your eyes, Lord. Give us your eyes. Help us not just to hear, but to interpret well. We need you, the Holy Spirit, to interpret our prayers to the Father. We need the Holy Spirit and your spirit to interpret what's going around to us, Lord. Bring to mind something that's really messing with us something that might cause offense or anger or fear. And help us see where you are in it, God, because you are in it. And help us to stand, rather than to fight you or to complain, to stand right next to you and to be grateful for all that you're doing because you're doing so much, God. And more than anything, be glorified in your name. Amen. Be blessed today, my friends. May you find peace and joy and encouragement and God's will and God's presence in the most unexpected way.